0: I will say is...
1: on video was perfect, but carry on. <laughs> was it really? What? No. It was like a she pen clapped,
2: pen. and then it was like you counted to two, and then clapped.
1: That's yeah. the latency of this video call. Then is about two seconds.
2: Oh uh, yeah, no, our internet's terrible, but we're getting new. We've signed up for new. We're getting fiber.
1: That's eventually. Eventually, someday. fiber's great for the diet and for the internet speed. It's it's a miracle worker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wait. Are we recording? Yeah,
1: yeah. We're tape. Keep, <laughs> yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it.
0: it. You're that the it editor. You make that decision. Yeah, though. I'm all right with
1: this. We have
2: no. I have no control over that decision. Uh, what, what are we doing here?
0: Welcome to Sweet Tea and D and D. I'm your co-host. How
2: many D's are in there? I
0: think you had an extra D.
2: <laughs> I'm Thomas. I'm maybe I Zach. am the extra D. I don't know.
1: I'm Zach. Hi, Zach. Hi. How are you today? tired, but we'll make it through.
0: <laughs> Apparently, we're extra silly tonight. I'm not so... drunk enough for this. We're well, not drunk at get all. on our so... level,
2: and you're not going to get any drunker drinking the bubbly from Culver's. I
1: wouldn't drink the bubbly. This is sweet tea and D&D. You know this is sweet tea <laughs> in here. It was. I just chugged the rest of
0: it. It's gone now.
1: It is gone now. Now it's crunchy ice. Now it's just a sweaty paper plastic coated cup. So... Yeah. Hooray. So, what are we talking about today? This is the content you come for. This is why you're here for our environmental hot takes.
2: Uh huh. It's not even a hot Uh, take. My legs just decided to fall asleep.
1: Have you ever had that happen when sitting on the toilet?
2: Yes. No comment.
1: (laughs) So, that's a yes.
0: (laughs) His leg falls asleep everywhere.
2: My legs just fell asleep sitting in my
0: computer. His leg falls asleep laying in bed. His leg falls asleep. That's... But yes, I have had that happen. You might need previously. to
1: talk to somebody yes, about I've that. Yes, I've talked to the doctor. Okay, yes. good. Yes, I've died.
2: Just All
0: miniature. right. Bodily functions aside, tonight we talk what about. function. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> tonight we cover death. You're so interruptible though. Stop. Oh my god. <laughs> this is going to be unlistenable. I apologize to everybody. Alright, we'll for it real this time The Death Knight You will find it on page 47 of your monster manual Right next to the dark mail that we covered Last week. Conveniently, I did not Have to move my sticky note
1: Smart. That's efficient. You saved it On a post-it note
0: Lazy. I reuse my post-it note yeah,
2: She doesn't put a new post-it note in Every time we do a monster Oh
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright
2: Yes. Please continue.
0: Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) When a paladin that falls from grace dies without seeking atonement, dark powers can transform the once mortal knight into a hateful undead creature. A death knight is a skeletal warrior clad in plate armor. Beneath its helmet, one can see the knight's skull with malevolent pinpoints of light burning in its eye sockets. So, dead skeleton knight can't really tell his skeleton because he's wearing armor.
1: Impressive Uh, that he holds
2: it up. Right, I was going to say, the armor at that point is just holding itself
1: up, right? Yeah. Magic.
0: Evil. Right, magic. Evil magic stuff. He has Eldritch Power. The Death Knight retains the ability to cast divine spells, but no Death Knight can use its magic to heal. It also attracts and commands lesser undead, although death knights that serve powerful fiends might have fiendish followers instead. Death knights often use warhorse skeletons and nightmares as mounts. What's a nightmare?
1: It's an undead horse with fire on its body.
0: Neato. I love it.
1: It's like Ponita, right. but evil.
0: <laughs> How do we know Ponita's not evil?
1: I think all horses are evil, but that's a topic for another day.
0: Oh, that's a hot take right there. All right. Immortal until redeemed. A death knight can arise anew even after it has been destroyed. Only when it atones for a life of wickedness or finds redemption can it finally escape its undead pegatory. Purgatory. <laughs> pegatory. Pegas-
1: pegatory.
0: Undead purgatory and truly perish. For the Pegasus
2: stamp on you until all of eternity until you pay for your sins. Peg- okay. Pegatory.
0: Okay.
1: I was thinking about butt stuff, it. but okay, yeah, that works. That's
0: what I was thinking <laughs> oh, of, too. Oh, shit, y'all are dirty. Damn. I was also thinking of butt stuff. So. Gosh,
2: it was the anal force speeds we're talking about next, huh? Oh, <laughs> yep,
0: that's it. A death knight doesn't require... <laughs> I don't know what
2: they do. I hadn't read it yet.
0: <laughs> A death knight doesn't require air, food, sleep, or drink, because it's dead. Um,
2: Earn that rating. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, this is so distracting. Lord Soth, I'm guessing is a famous dead knight, but I'll read it and tell you for sure. Lord Soth began his fall from grace with an act of heroism, saving an elf named Isold from an ogre. Soth and Isold fell in love. The Soth was already married. He had Just a kiss. servant dispose of his wife and was charged with murder, but fled with Isold. Okay, that took a turn. I guess I should have expected that we're talking about death knights i should have seen it (laughs) they
2: don't have polygamy they just kill their spouses just like never mind
0: when his castle fell under siege he prayed for guidance and was told that he must atone for his misdeeds by completing a quest the growing fears about isold's fidelity caused him to abandon his quest because his mission was not accomplished, a great cataclysm swept the land. When Isold gave birth to a son, Soth refused to believe that the child was his and slew them both. All were incinerated in a fire that swept through the castle, yet Soth would find no rest in death, becoming a death knight. Well, that was dark.
1: Yeah, it was. He murdered,
0: murdered everybody. That's some
1: Greek mythology Shakespearean shit right there.
0: Sounds a lot like a true crime podcast I was listening yeah. to today. Almost identical. Uh,
2: mm. So, who who copied who?
0: Who can say? Does
2: life imitate I'm art? I'm pretty
0: sure Lloyd Soft came first. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long ago was the murder committed?
0: Uh, like 10 years ago? I don't mm. know. Mm. Dude's in jail.
2: No, he's not an undead knight.
0: No.
1: That we know right. of.
0: All right hard
2: to be in jail and be in well you could be an undead knight in jail you can
1: be dead inside while in jail
2: well most
0: yes alright shall we talk about stat block
2: I guess if you want to he what are we here for we're on the same page today
0: he is a medium I'm just gonna assume all these are he's but that could be wrong I mean Um,
1: is your
2: paladin a he
0: my paladin's not an evil dickhead yet that's true. <laughs> the
1: story is still... But have written. you murdered your partner yet? <laughs> or found love yeah, in a hopeless it. place?
2: Yeah, there we are.
0: Um, they are chaotic evil. Uh, I find that interesting. <laughs> immortal until redeemed. They can arise. They only get to truly die whenever they atone. But if they're truly like chaotic evil, I wonder how they atone. Like
2: uh, redemption. Like, would There's they even be a would they even want somewhere.
0: to? Like, I don't know. It seems weird.
2: You're only evil till you don't want to be anymore. Redemption arc.
0: Redemption arc. Okay, I guess you get to give your death knights a redemption arc, and uh, they have an armor class of twenty with plate and shield. Damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a paladin's thing, right? Um, they have 180 or 19 D8 plus 95 hit points. That's a lot of hit points. Chunky boy. Um, they got speed of 30. They have a strength of 20, a dex of 11, a con of 20, intelligence of 12, a wisdom of 16, and a charisma of 18. That all checks out for dead paladin. Um... For saving throws, they get plus six to dex, plus nine to wisdom, and plus ten to charisma, which is good. How is the
2: undead thing still that charismatic?
0: Well, so paladins use charisma as their spellcasting modifier. Right. So, it's the charisma to persuade a god to help them, I believe. And so, since they, you know, I don't know, summon, use eldritch, lesser fiends or whatever they get their magic from somewhere else I don't know I
2: I, I finally like I was like
0: is Eldritch
2: like refer to something specific but then like googling it the dictionary just says weird and sinister or ghostly so instead of saying weird or sinister powers they have Eldritch powers
0: Okay,
2: like <laughs> that sounds less intimidating I suppose all right. Weird powers.
0: Um, they're immune to necrotic and poison. They cannot be exhausted, frightened, or poisoned. And they have one hundred twenty feet dark vision, passive perception at thirteen. They speak Abyssal and Common, and they are CR seventeen. Damn. So beefy boys. Um, CR
2: seventeen.
0: Yeah, well, we haven't even got to all his special abilities and shit yet, so. Um, They have magic resistance. The Death Knight has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Um, Martial undead. Unless the Death Knight is incapacitated, it and undead creatures of a choice within 60 feet have advantage on saving throws against features that turn undead. Um, The Death Knight is a 19th level spellcaster. Its spellcasting ability is Charisma, uh, spell save of DC 18, plus 10 to hit with spell attacks. It has the following paladin spells prepared. Um four first level spells of Command, Compelled Duel or Searing Smite. Uh, three slots of second level spells, Hold Person or Magic Weapon. Three slots of third level spells, Dispel Magic or Elemental Weapon. Three slots of fourth-level spells, Banishment, or Staggering Smite, and two slots of fifth-level spell, which is Destructive Wave, which is Necrotic. Mm-hmm. I don't know that spell. Um, so that's a lot of fun spells. Um, they get multi-attack, they make 3 longsword attacks. Um... Their longsword is a melee weapon attack, plus 11 to hit, reach of 5 feet of one target, hit 1d8 plus 5, uh, slashing damage, or 1d10 plus 5, slashing damage if they use it as a two hand weapon, uh, plus 18 necrotic damage. So they hit real good. Oh, and once a day they have the Hellfire Orb. The Death Knight hurls a magical ball of fire that explodes at a point it can see within 120 feet of it. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point makes a DC-18 dexterity saving throw. The sphere spreads around corners. A creature takes 10d6 fire damage and 10d6 necrotic damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. And the knight goes Kamehameha
1: Oh, that's a spirit bomb, and that one actually... No, no, <laughs> you're,
0: you're incorrect. I've never watched Dragon
1: just... Ball Z. It scarred me as a child, so I have no idea.
0: Uh, I just thought this what? was like necrotic fireball. At least watch Dragon
2: Ball when they're kids. That's great.
1: Cell scared Sorry. me. Oh,
2: Cell was should.
0: so scary, you I should. was fine until we got to Majin Buu and then I was like, can we be done with this dumb fuck? I'm so tired of this. It just kept going. He had so many forms and it never ended. Alright. Uh, the last thing in his stat block. Reactions. He can parry. He adds six to his AC against one melee attack that would hit it. To do so, the Death Knight must see his attack be wielding a melee weapon.
2: Good thing he's got a sword.
0: So... He's got a fancy reaction called Perry, which I think other classes also have that. But that's the Death Knight. He sounds brutal.
1: He is not nice sounding, I'll admit that. Like this is with a CR seventeen, this is a BBEG, right? Like this is a bad guy yeah, yeah. for a mid or upper middle tier party, right? Like maybe tens and elevens, if not higher. Higher probably. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends, though, how you use him. So it mentions, like, oh, he's really good at, like, protecting the undead right around them, like, to where they get advantage on turn undead spells. Well,
2: and bringing in friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I see that as an opportunity to, when facing this creature, it should be they live in an undead location, whether in a castle or whatever, like, for the story of Sloth, 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 whatever his name was, um... What was his name? Soth. Soth.
0: S-O-T-H. Like sloth, but no
1: L. Soth. right. so for the story of Soth, it would easily be like a kingdom or whatever that he lived in, right? Something along those lines.
2: You think he speaks softly and carries a big stick?
1: Adrian hit him for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thumpins. So, um he that that would definitely be like an old manor or an old castle currently infested with the undead and in the space that he's there going to fight the party it would definitely be more of a undead combat with a bunch of zombies or skeletons or something just to challenge the party Um, it is a bonus because of that whole resistance to uh, turning. So uh, at this level, the Paladin is probably, or Paladin, I mean Cleric or Paladin in the party, if they're undead or not, or not undead, uh, they can turn (laughs) undead. Uh, They can usually destroy undead if it's a low enough level. So you can make it where these creatures can't be destroyed. So you might add a few more monsters around him or her uh, that are not quite... Uh, as weak as the other ones and can't immediately be destroyed from a turn on dead spell but you have a bonus of protecting them from it anyways um i could see this is kind of a uh, this would be a good challenge for everyone i think they have some good smite attacks this is definitely a like i'm not gonna give everybody a plot we never really do that but this is a holdout and a layer type situation and Get ready for a hard fight with a bunch of undead and a knight that's trying to kill you. Uh, The important thing is, is they're not dead. Right. They come back unless they have atoned. Right. So. So redemption. Yeah. How do you redeem this creature? Right. So there's atonement could be anything the dm thinks of right so it could be like oh you actually need to return his wife's body that he buried somewhere uh unmarked grave or whatever, and take her back to her family's resting place. If we're talking about Soth or something like that, and it would just be kind of correct the mistakes he made in this case for Soth, if we're using that as an example is murdered his wife and, you know, infidelity uh, and adultery, right? And if we're going good old biblical sins. So if that's the case, then I can see fixing the fact that he probably buried his wife in an unmarked grave, putting her back with a family grave um and then maybe paying restitutions to the family he killed the mother of, uh, and then for the other woman that he married, the other elf, she left him too and had another relationship, right? I think that's what the story says. No,
0: he thought she was cheating, so he murdered her and the baby because he wasn't convinced the baby was his.
1: Yeah, so there were no D&D fantasy paternity tests, I guess, back in this setting. So uh, they didn't, like, pee on wheat or, I don't know, inject their urine in a frog like we did in the olden days. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. (laughs) Thomas looks at Andrew going, like, what? And it's like, it's a thing. Uh, No, Adrian
2: confirmed. Yep.
1: So I I think you injected pee in a frog, and if it ovulated or something... A female frog? You were pregnant?
0: Yeah, and the hormones like make the wheat sprout or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the I don't know what they are. I just know the real things.
1: It's a weird what? real thing. I can't. I think it was. I think I I learned about the wheat one from uh, the Great on Hulu. So yeah, uh, as long
2: as it wasn't an ex-girlfriend. Because
1: we all just have wheat to pee on. I know we're in the uh-huh. south, but I can't. I couldn't find you a wheat field. Corn.
0: Uh, no, it's, all corn it's all
1: corn here. It's all corn here. all corn here and cotton. So, yeah, yeah I don't. We don't
0: uh, cotton. No cotton We just
2: here. got corn. It's just a real corny bunch. And some soy. Yeah.
1: So, I, I think there's a lot of uh spells to kind of mess with people here where you got the group together, hit it with your spells, hit them with your smites, particularly something that's really up close to you. Ooh, for flavor, smite another paladin or a cleric. That one hurts a lot, and it's very fun to see. Because uh, you can always uh, smite uh, on a critical, which is real mean. Um, if you want to, for for a story element, this is something I really like to think of as a DM is, oh, sometimes if you're like starting combat off, it's kind of fun to crit on somebody willy-nilly. By all means, you shouldn't do too much damage to the person, but it might be like a, ooh, I crit it and get really excited. And then like, ooh what's your max HP again? What are you at right now? It's like, we'll see how this goes and roll it and then do it out and then just lie about the numbers so they don't die. Make them scared. That's the fun part. <laughs> this makes fear. this Dry works fear. better if you know they're prepared to bring them back to life. Uh, if they're not, maybe don't use that tactic. Um, but I, I think it's a good character where you have Fireball, essentially you have all of these spells that you can use to get them. But this is definitely a a character or an enemy that's going to have a plot line to it. And if the party is facing them because they run an undead castle or something and everybody's mad about it, that's great. But the only other thing you have to care about is if they kill them, they're coming right back. So do you have to deal with this evil creature to, as a plot point, kind of find its backstory of why it was turned to this and why it is undead? or uh, keep killing it over and over again. I don't know. Does it say how? Trap it somewhere. Yeah, trap it somewhere if you can. How long does it say it takes before it regenerates?
0: It does doesn't. Stop. It can arise anew after it has been destroyed. That's what it yeah. says.
1: So there's no plot on that timeline or a, a set time. Like, certain creatures will have, like, a they return in this many days or roll a D number or whatever. Rakshas are like that unless you kill them in the nine hells. But... That would be a good idea of like, okay, well, this guy died a long time ago, and now his castle is functioning again, or his manor's functioning again, and some undead, creepy shit is starting to happen. So the party investigates, and yeah, they can kill him, but every time they kill him, he just keeps coming back faster and faster. So it's been a century now. Oh, now it's 25 years, and just kind of go with that of how it's going to plot over and over again. Uh, or just they, they've come back after 100 years. And now you have to find the history of what they did to their family in their records and try to atone for their yeah. sins.
2: Yeah, I don't see how you
1: fixing those things makes them atone. I agree with that. And it seems like it's impossible given that, like Adrian said, they're chaotic evil, right? Right, right. So, how do you convince a chaotic evil character to do something? With the exception Let's of see the
2: error of his ways, yeah.
1: With the exception of like the Gaia spell, which is like thirty days of control. Uh but it's hard to do. You have to talk for like a minute, and I believe you even said he had spell immunity. Mm-hmm. So, rough way to play that, right? So, it's a very important question of how do you do this. So. If you're listening, hit us up on social media and tell us how you would try to make this guy atone.
0: Yeah? Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not very specific. It just says.
2: Oh, he can rise again. Uh, yeah, Only no, he, when
0: he atones for a life of wickedness and finds redemption can it finally escape its undead pur- purgatory.
2: I guess maybe if That's it's a purgatory. Still if, un- purgatory. <laughs> yeah. If he is suffering while he is in this state maybe that would be some motivation for him to
1: yeah and you could also play it as like hey you you committed these crimes you can no longer see the afterlife which is where everyone you ever loved or knew is at now so you gotta atone to solve that problem
2: we're ready to move on to one
1: yeah let's get some magic up in this bitch I mean, there wasn't enough
2: magic in a dead knight that came back. And, yeah,
1: he had a lot of magic in hindsight. He does have some powerful yeah, spells. Yeah, yeah. Let's get a magic item up in this bitch.
2: Okay. <sighs> what a great choice of words. I know. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, So we are in the Dungeon Master's Guide, page 154. And we are looking at the bead of force. Oh, it's not even beads of force. It's singular. Bead of force.
0: Well, literally the first line says there's usually more than one.
2: Oh, well, I hadn't gotten to that yet. (laughs) It's a (laughs) wondrous item, and it's rare. Uh, This small black sphere measures three three quarters of an inch in diameter and weighs an ounce. Typically, 1d4 plus 4 beads of force are found together. So there's usually at least five of them. Alright. If my math of 1d4 plus 4 holds out, there's usually at least five. Uh, Actually, there can't be fewer than five.
0: It says typically.
2: Anyway. You can use an action to throw the bead up to 60 feet. The bead explodes on impact and is destroyed. Each creature within a 10-foot radius of where the bead landed must succeed on a DC 15 dexterity saving throw or take 5D4 force damage. A sphere of transparent force then encloses the area for one minute. Any creature that failed the save and is completely within the area is trapped inside the sphere. Creatures that succeeded on the save, or are partially within the area, are pushed away from the center of the sphere until until they are no longer inside it. Only breathable air can pass through the sphere's wall. No attack or other effect can. An enclosed creature can use its action to push against the sphere's wall, moving the sphere up to half the creature's walking speed. The sphere can be picked up, and its magic causes it to weigh only one pound, regardless of the weight of creatures inside.
1: Do you remember the game Super Monkey Ball?
2: Ah, Yeah, as soon as you said game, that's immediately what I thought. I I was was thinking
1: like you hit somebody with one of these, encapsulate them in this ball, and just yeet their ass across the universe. (laughs) Gotta yeet them. And they only weigh a pound, or... Was it a pound? Is what The it is?
2: sphere. The sphere weighs a pound, yeah.
1: Regardless of what's the in ball.
2: it. The ball. Yeah, the ball is in it. Yeah.
1: So, and what size, what is the maximum creature size you can put in it?
0: Uh, what
2: was that diameter?
0: Uh, up to 60 feet. No, that's the throat. That's Ten the throat. Foot radius. Give that Sorry. Back. Give that back. 10 foot radius.
1: Ten. Wow. Yeah, well, How long do they last again? I'm sorry. I I blinked because I was thinking about anal B jokes.
0: One minute.
1: So you can have a ten foot radius object fit inside of a sphere and it will float. It will weigh one pound for one minute. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That? Yeah. But it also I mean it's gonna you're gonna damage it right? Because it explodes
1: first. But it doesn't do a lot of damage right?
0: Oh. One D no
1: five D four like
0: up to twenty damage five
2: D four force damage not nothing
1: so it hits them with force and then bubbles around them yeah if they fail the save
2: if yeah. they fail the save and they're completely within sight it within inside it, with in- inside it.
0: Yeah. yeah so you would use this to like target a particular creature and trap them
1: yeah you could use this to hold something in a space to keep it from attacking you or like a yeah that's like what was my a, thought
2: was like you could use this to get away
1: great on archers is or rangers is what you would use this on because they can't shoot through it right mm-hmm. but i think it would also be wow. very funny to encapsulate something like you throw it at a player or something who's near a bunch of shit that you need to transport and then you trebuchet their ass across the, <laughs> the planet which would suck because depending on how long that flies and how long it takes you to load the trebuchet, there's a possibility the force bearer will bust before.
2: Yeah, you're. I think you're. You're maybe taking it a little
0: far. You could retcon this. Well, I mean, the DM's in control. You
1: could, but I'm also thinking like now it only weighs a pound, right? When you throw right. it, and suddenly it gains all of its weight back. So this light thrown object now. Increases in orders of magnitude by mass. Whoom! That's that's a siege weapon. If I've ever heard anything, I mean, well, throwing I it with a trebuchet it. is also a siege weapon. But you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't quite understand how the physics of that would play out, but I like it
2: because throwing something that's a pound, it would not go as far
1: on a trebuchet. No. <laughs> and
0: if you threw it, but if you threw it very fast and then it suddenly got quite heavy. So if we
1: railgunned yeah. it, I'm just kidding yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah. neither of us were good at physics we don't have to put too much thought into this i don't
1: do too much physics either uh and i'm okay with that i i enjoyed mm-hmm. my physics class for about 40 minutes every day that i took it and then after that i was miserable granted we never did a single lab so we didn't even have like fun applications for it
2: i was gonna say it was a 45 minute class and you enjoyed most of it no
1: <laughs> it was a summer course. It was an hour and a half, and it was miserable.
2: <laughs> it's like the, nobody enjoys summer no. courses.
1: No, I do not.
2: Uh, um. So yeah, I yeah, this just seems like a uh, instead of a smoke bomb, you throw this, <laughs> and then like oh, they have to deal with the force and the bubble, and then when the bubble clears, you're gone.
1: And you can also, but they could roll slow. But I think that would be very fun. This kind of reminds me of the Resilient Sphere spell. Uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now because I don't remember. Uh-huh. I think it starts I with say, an. Do tell. Oh, I thought it was like O lose or whatever Resilient Sphere, but I could be wrong. Okay, so Resilient Sphere: A sphere of shimmering force encloses a creature or object of large size or smaller within range, with a range is thirty feet. Uh, an unwilling creature must make a DC, uh, or dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is enclosed for the duration, which is up to one minute with concentration. Okay, so nothing, not physical objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through this barrier in or out, though a creature in the sphere can breathe. Uh, the sphere is immune to all damage, and a creature or object inside can't be damaged by attacks or effects originating from outside, nor can a creature inside the sphere damage anything outside of it. So you just can't really do much in or out of it, right?
0: Yeah, it's just a little prison.
1: <clears throat> the sphere is weightless and just large enough to contain the creature or object inside. An enclosed creature can use its action to push against the sphere's wall and thus roll the sphere at half their creature speed. Similarly, the globe can be picked up and moved by another creature. Uh, a disintegrate wow. spell targeting the globe destroys it without harming anything inside of it.
2: Uh, uh, it lasts for a minute, and it's. Did that say weightless? Yeah. So if I threw it
1: up, would it keep going? I, I. It says weightless, but air resistance is still a thing.
2: That's fair. Uh, we're like, not good at
1: physics, but I, I, I know you normally neglect air resistance in equations, but I feel like gotta, in this case, yeah, you gotta <laughs> neglect it.
2: I mean, it's, it, it's, it's still a mental place, D and D, so I can neglect air resistance. Yeah,
1: right? yeah. Always neglect air <laughs> resistance. Nobody wants to
2: include those equations. So if I throw it up, and it just keeps going up and up and it's up, like and, then the, and then the bubble disappears, and they come down and down and down
1: and down. Yeah, it's really messed up.
0: Yeah, because it wouldn't work
1: like that. I mean, you could try. Technically, gravity wouldn't bring it down. So as long as you got a good throw, uh-huh. That's true. I don't know. Maybe yeah. any yeah. questions about DM tips? Just the tips. What
2: is a good tip you have for us?
1: Don't put this on me. <laughs> um, we, we did.
2: We did all the heavy lifting. We tried here. so
0: hard to come up with one, and we didn't come up with any ideas. Uh, We're like, maybe it'll come to us.
1: No. So, I will go with um scheduling on um, Discord round... in particular. Yes. So, if you don't like, Don't you go
2: Don't you just go, "Hey, do you have time to record tonight?" Is that Is that not... <laughs> for
1: y'all? Yeah, but for D&D, much different cuz you got to coordinate more people. Yeah. Um so my my big thing on Discord is if you need some music because Groovy got this d- removed from the thing yeah groovy's dead um try songcraft s-o-n-c-r-a-f-t they got some pretty good music
0: didn't know groovy was gone groovy's
1: been dead for like a year i think almost at this point yeah it Um, sucked yeah
0: i don't i don't like Discord, so oh it's very useful i find it overwhelming
1: it it has a steep learning curve in some cases it can
2: do so much
1: yeah so but in terms of scheduling i like to use the apollo bot And so
0: that is what that's what
1: my campaign also uses is the Apollo.
2: Very handy for all sorts of online (laughs) scheduling.
1: Great. We use it for D&D. We've used it for one off scheduling. Uh, I use it to schedule my Vampire the Masquerade games that I'm in. Not a DM. I don't know how to run those games. I never read the book. I barely read the book for my this game I'm in. Sorry, DM. Uh, He doesn't know I do this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, So uh,
2: highly you mean you've met somebody that you haven't told about our
1: podcast i don't dare talk either. about the podcast too often because <laughs> i don't want anybody like oh cool another white dude with a podcast because well, here we are there's a dedicated song to stop giving us microphones so yeah
2: just well you should it's it's a free country but yes
1: also also I, yeah don't
2: give me a microphone. i don't need a microphone. Yeah, I can just I
1: can are. shout in the sky and people will listen. Uh, and probably call the police. But yeah. Yeah. As they yeah. should. As they should. Yes. They're, I'm gonna get on the phone right. Now. I'm, I'm gonna call them right. Now. I'm not shouting at the sky right now. We're all good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would I was highly recommend those apps. I think it's also a good idea to really I don't know. So let me ask Adrian this. How long have you been playing your game with your group? Um,
0: February. Jan- February, I think. And
1: how frequently do y'all play? Uh, we
0: play every two weeks. Yeah,
1: so twice a month. Twice a month. Okay. And how many games have they canceled? Minus holidays. Uh, minus holidays...
2: Not many.
0: Not many. Maybe three or four at most.
1: See, that sounds like a great group. Yeah. I
0: and one of, at least one of you know one of those was me having surgery and being in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and then I think you know some of them had just been like, um, you know, this we missed where didn't play this past week, and because our DM was like, I just need some time to like rebuild my creative juices and you know, think about this world. And so we skipped one to give him some time. So
2: so we're going to invite
1: him to come to a podcast. Yeah, he has free time now. Uh, So Uh we are. We are going to have a guest, I believe, next episode, if I recall correctly.
0: If the scheduling continues to work out, then yes. Yes.
1: Scheduling... Limiting scheduling, yeah, scheduling, as we're talking about. So, um, okay. so I've played. So really,
0: we've done we've done quite good, but we did uh, incorporate the Apollo bot a few weeks back because there was there, you know, because sometimes it comes up. Someone's like, "Oh, hey, I just realized I can't be there yeah. next week." Yeah, and it just so the Apollo bot lets us RSVP in advance and acknowledge potential conflicts well in advance so that if we need to shift to what's normally an off week or something we can yeah.
1: do that. Agreed, And that's that's fine. That's something you can do. I like it it does remind you about an hour before the event that it's happening. I think you can add other reminders. I'm not really sure. We had a person bail today uh that they were just they're not going to be able to make it due to a family engagement that they just kind of sprung on them. So that's understandable. But yeah, I mm-hmm. I'm almost we're, we're on session like 34 for this game. Like it's been running quite a while and we play pretty much every week and I'm really I'm really enjoying it and I really want to continue to do it but I also want to do my own in person stuff and I'm like I don't know how to schedule I can't I've never been a finisher when it comes to campaigns I think I started Castle Ravenloft or uh, the um, whatever the one with uh, Sad Boy Vampire crap Curse of Strahd is, yeah, you. Curse of Strahd like three times. Ah. It's a real bummer of a campaign. So yeah, get your friends, get your enemies, I don't know, whoever you want to play D&D with, uh, and find a good group and go with that. I have no tips because no one asked me questions, so this is what I had. What, okay,
2: okay, okay, okay. What do you do <laughs> in this situation Cry. where one person can't make it?
1: One person is somebody else Jaegers them or I do. And by Jaeger, if you've seen Pacific Rim, uh Jaegering is when you control a giant robot. Uh I like to uh let's I have not I have not seen Yeah. It. So um I would be generally it would offer if the player says they're unavailable, then I'll say, okay, do you have somebody you would prefer to run your character or do you want me to run your character? If it's just one person and it's a larger group. Like our our group is eight people including the DM. So yeah. Oops, that's Jeez. a big group. Yeah, a big group. Uh and so if that's the case then yeah, we'll, we'll wiggle through that and get them sorted. The um, uh, hard thing is making sure, um, as long as they're comfortable with you running their character. If you're like Adventures League, the way those are written is like people pop in and out all the time. Don't worry about it, which is great. But if you're at a table, then that player, my my general rule is they can't die in that session. Right. So the the character can't die without the player being present. So I will overtake <laughs> that would, if that would yeah, something's that would happening or come back yeah, and
2: be like, oops, you're dead. Yeah,
1: can you imagine going to like a family reunion or whatever, and then you come back as the next session, like ooh, you need to make a new character. Sorry, they got flattened by a boulder and we didn't (laughs) tell you earlier. So, yeah, but if it's more than...
2: Also, DM tip, if that happens, don't handle it like that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) don't tell them earlier. Uh, But uh, Rock's fault, everybody dies. Uh, I would suggest uh, if more than half of the party's gone, don't have a session. Uh, I like to have um, a bunch of backup things on hand so our go-to right now is a game called everyone is John that's what happens uh, if we don't have anything prepared Uh, I did pull a one-off out of my ass when we had too many of our party members missing for one game and I'm just like I have
2: I mean that's where all all the best one-offs come from my ass with
1: a bead of power shoved up there too Yep. Um or force, yep, yep. excuse me. Force. Yeah, a force bead. Yeah. Uh so those that's where or uh, like, okay, second. we're all gonna make our characters in thirty minutes and then we're gonna run this adventure. And that's what we did. So You gotta fit at least five of them. five whole beads up my butt. I don't know <laughs> about that. I'm that's, just that's talking bad. to talk at this point. So, uh, uh-huh. any well, book recommendation? I, I could, I could stop at any moment, but here we are. Um, I have a book recommendation. What? If y'all don't have one. Oh, no, I got one. Go, but go if you want. You to. do yours. Go I, for it. I never finished my book, so I don't know if I can recommend it because I never got to the end of it. So,
2: I so actually, I finished the first book last night, um, and it's another. Uh, series by Will White. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, he has um, another one.
2: Who we talked about. Huh?
1: I, I knew he was published before and it said like author of blah blah blah. I was like, I've never heard of this, but I'm sure it's fine. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Will
2: White. So actually, is that the book you're reading right now? Is the is the cradle? No, no. I'm reading the
1: oh, that. Oh, I read the first one. Anyway. And the other one I have the first five yeah. on my Kindle. Have I turned my Kindle on yeah. in two months? No.
0: <laughs> but you read
1: the first one.
2: I
0: literally have my Kindle in arm's reach because, like, every spare second I get, I've been reading. She says that <laughs> like she's been holding her
1: phone for the past ten minutes.
0: Yes. Well, I wasn't gonna read during the podcast. It would
1: only hurt my feelings a little she, bit.
2: She plays on her phone while she reads. Okay, it's. Like, I don't
1: How know. do you that do that? True. I don't have the mental capacity I don't for that. Know. All right. What? Sorry. No, well, right. Where are we going but- with
2: this? Will White, and uh, uh, the first book, gosh, the, I can't, I'm trying to now remember what the series is called, but the first book is Storm and Shadows. Or Storm and Shadow. Yeah.
0: Apparently there's a baseball player named Will White.
2: Oh. Actually, I, I have spelled it's, that is not the correct spelling of White. Ah,
0: that. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. Yeah,
1: goob. Uh, the Traveler's Gate yeah, trilogy. Yeah.
2: Yes. Or True. the Elder
1: no. Empire is the other one. Yes. That's the one you're referring no. to. Ooh, there's only six of those.
2: Yes, so yeah. Yes, that's it. The Elder Empire, there's definitely more than six. So, uh each oh, haha. <laughs> yeah, no. There are six installments in that, but each of those is two books. Because he writes the same set of time, betwi- but from the view of a different character.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So
0: each, each, ah. each one is two books that are two different people experiencing the same events.
1: Oh, yes. that's interesting. So,
2: so the first, the first two is of sea and shadow, and of shadow and sea. And then the second book is Of Dawn and Darkness and Of Darkness and Dawn.
1: Oh. Okay. That's And so
2: one of them is from the point of view of a captain of a, of a ship and the other one is from the point of view of an assassin.
1: That's dope. Um, I like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's pretty cool. I've just finished the that... first book from the view of the captain, so of Sea and Shadow. Um it's it's a fun mix of things. So the magic system in it is called, uh, they call it intent. And basically when you use items for a purpose, like say, oh, I use this axe to chop down a tree. And by doing that, I put my intent in it. And the more that thing gets used for that purpose, the better at that purpose it gets. Oh, So things get better as they get used through time. And the more like Powerful of a person, the stronger their intent is, the more intent they can put into an object, the stronger it can be at doing that thing.
1: That seems dope. It's now, what if you used a high intent on a beta force for butts? <laughs>
2: it bigger radius, longer force ball, probably. Um, and then you also have mixed in. Uh, what they call elders, which are basically like
0: Eldritch God type horrors. Is that why you that Googled the word s-
1: Eldritch yeah. recently?
2: Well, well no. I... He
0: Googled it because they used it to describe the Death Knights. Correct.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because they have Eldritch magic or whatever.
2: Yeah, but, but, or I guess, not Eldritch, but like, oh gosh, what's the Cthulhu and those? What is that? Eldritch. Eldritch, not Eldritch.
0: It's the same word.
2: Oh. Yeah. That's the same word.
1: Yeah. Eldritch horror. Whatever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes. Or, as he describes it, non Euclidean. Ooh. Uh, What? Non Euclidean. I think it means not at right angles.
2: Oh. It's weird. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not
1: that weird. The Uh, dude was a crazy person.
2: But, yeah. So you have those types of entities also running around in the world
1: so there's some fun stuff i'm gonna look into it you keep giving me books and i don't read books i had to return my um uh audiobook to the local library because somebody else wanted it and i felt bad for holding it and not listening to it
2: you should you know schedule some time in there Tell Apollo you want to read some books. See,
1: I usually read it when I go places, and I haven't gone anywhere ah. in like a month, which is great. It means I get to sit on my ass and do nothing. I was going to go to a comedy show tonight, but I decided I could pay $30 for a 30-minute show, or I could watch his one-hour special for free on YouTube. So guess which one I chose? Yeah, there you The go. one that didn't require public transportation.
2: The drinks are better at home, Are cheaper at home. Cheaper at for sure.
1: I could just go to my lab. I bet
0: you can't get good sweet tea at the comedy club anyway. Probably it not. It is
1: a bar, but probably not. I don't know. Yeah,
0: most bars don't just.
1: Keep get sweet you get your Long Island iced tea. On that is not made of tea, my friend, and it's not what I want. All right. Catch us out <laughs> on our social media Instagram more than Twitter. Don't talk to me on Facebook because I don't remember the password. All righty. Say bye. <laughs> he won't know. Bye. Bye. bye.